one time about seven years ago, I kept taking uh, DayQuil because I was really sick and it just kept making me sicker and sicker and sicker until I realized like three days later that I was taking NyQuil all day long. <laughs> During the daytime and wondering why you can Green stay awake. seems like... Like a day thing, right? No, not no. when it's next to the orange one. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pod Jiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajaiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura, and with me as always are Pajaiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello. And Tolstoy's bitch, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Hello. I don't know why you chose that name, but you know. I told, wait, uh, nobody's going to get it. It's no, because yeah. No, you don't get to explain. Okay, okay, You don't, you don't get fine. to explain. Yeah. No context. Pat Morita was <laughs> no 52 context. in Karate Kid. <laughs> there you go. And and if you can put those two clues together, then you are. <laughs> Good luck. Win a prize. Clearly um, we're listening in on our pre-pod conversation. Right. Which has definitely been deleted because there are some things that should not be. I'm not going to repeat them, but let's just say uh, no, nothing, nothing offensive, a little bit offensive, little but bit. mostly just, you know, we're not, we're not going to go down there. Anyway, uh, uh, this week, uh, it's, it's the last time we get, to, unless we revisit a season or something, it's the last time we get to talk about Supernatural. It's very sad. <gasps> <laughs> Tori just realizes this. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought quit. this was a Supernatural podcast. I guess my job is over then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll need to bring in. Um, well, nine one will we'll be at, we'll be back soon. So don't don't that. you threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just uh, saw today that they're gonna they they started releasing pictures of the nine one one and nine one one Lone Star crossover episode. Right, and so I just felt my heart sink. I thought twenty twenty one was supposed to be a better year. But that seems like a particularly difficult thing to, like, film in COVID. But maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But also, how are you going to have them cross over? It's Los Angeles and Austin. I know. Like, why would they ever have to meet? But they did, a they did like, and a Homicide films. and uh, Law and Order crossover. And that's, like... Wasn't yeah, that like but because you, you can think about cops, like, pursuing a case. But you don't right. think about firefighters just, Ooh. like, showing up in a different... Well, do you think, what if they were like, uh, okay, so so I, I haven't seen the photos, uh, but apropos of no details, so they could do, uh, like, it's a it's a forest fire, and it's like they're all emergency crews. Oh, being yeah, out, I know? think it's, I think that it's uh, going to be their giant. Or it could be, or the, the, the version that is dumber, which I like more, <laughs> is they were at a firefighter conference, and then the fire breaks out. <laughs> but thank God we have all these firefighters here. Well, you think that they're going to work COVID into that, and you would think Ryan Murphy well, would I have totally a feeling do that. I, I, well, certainly for filming they would have to, but I have a feeling it's going to be, because you know how, like, 911, the season always starts with, like, a giant catastrophe? Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling it's going to be a catastrophe on one of the shows that requires, like Dan said, like, you know, crews right. from other cities mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. bust in to help. And right. forest fires would make a, a would make a lot of sense if it was it if worked. they do the California side. Right. Um, I don't know what it is, what the equivalent would be in Austin, because they, they already did the bull goring. So what I would hope is like if um, an oil field uh, 
caught on fire. Oh, that's cool. Because um, that was the one thing I didn't get to see last season that I was hoping right. for was like somebody like drowning in crude oil or I don't. I just assume oil is all over Texas. I don't really understand how that works. So an oil field just like bursts in the flames right. and they can't put it out without the help of this crack L.A. crew. Correct. You need to get Peter Krause. Right. You know, like, just obviously. I could see that. In, like, five seasons, you're going to be like, Lone Star's the better one. Because that's what's happening with Fear of the Walking Dead. It's better than The Walking Dead. <laughs> but, again, and it started out so bad. me. <laughs> like, why do I have to watch it for five seasons for it to be good? <laughs> also, that didn't take very long at all for you to work in uh, your Fear of the Walking Dead reference. Which uh, no I one believes. Right. But listeners also uh, don't know this, but Dustin gets paid 14 cents every time he mentions a Walking Dead show. Damn right. Um, so <laughs> congratulations, Dustin. Uh, what, what are you I drinking? I am 14 cents for each of I am drinking um, what? Voyage Dans la Vint. Voyage Dans la Vint. 2019 uh, Red Blend. Ooh. It looks like Voyage, Don's love vent, but then when you understand that it's French, then it must be Voyage. It probably is Voyage. Voyage, Don's love vent. I don't know what that means. Journey to the uh, vent. I sure. took uh, two years of uh, French in high school. Um, I remember Le Coq à la Cabella, which is the rooster is in the trash can. <laughs> and I had a very southern uh, French teacher, and here's my impression of my French teacher in high school. Parlez-vous français? <laughs> Miss Valians thought that you could take a pill and get rid of homosexuality. Wow. That was a lot of information. Every every layer just it's <laughs> like an onion, like an like an infinite onion that just keeps on. Oh. You peel back, and there's just more layers behind there. Dustin, mm-hmm. um, never stop telling us about your life. Right. Um, also, uh, the uh, it, it's too early for the chicken update, but Dustin, don't think I didn't notice your uh, reference to the fact that you probably have several roosters. Also, trash uh, cans. Yeah, and trash cans. <laughs> Uh, Um, Well, you know, it's funny. I'm drinking a red blend as well. Uh, It is a, it's called, it's Sharecroppers. It's 2018. Wow. Fancy. A little fancier. It had a twist top, um, which I'm just, Mm. I'm kind of just moving into. Like, I'm just, it's just so much easier. Yeah, I'm pro twist top. They are. I feel like if you don't have a twist top, that you just have to drink the whole bottle, which yeah. is what I'm doing tonight. That's actually why I'm not drinking wine tonight, because the the wine I bought uh, was, I mean, I bought it because I wanted that particular wine, but uh, it's a uh, not a twist top, and for reasons I can't uh, drink a whole bottle. So, mm-hmm. uh, so what are you drinking instead, Dan? Oh, so instead I am drinking, uh, I'm I'm just drinking Writer's Tears uh, Irish whiskey <laughs> because. It's not, uh, it does not signify anything that's going on in my life. Don't worry about that. Uh, but, um, sure, yeah, so Dan. Look, sure it's, it it's fine. Um, but, oh, but I was going to drink, uh, and I'll save it for maybe next week. Uh, there's a, uh, it's, it's a white, it's called Santa Margarita. Um, 
And I remember it because when I was an assistant a long time ago on a TV show, my the showrunner on that show, uh, she liked that particular wine, and she's kind of like, uh, like she's like one of those people that just like has good taste. And so every once in a while, I'd have to during the grocery run, I'd have to go get you know a, a bottle of that for her. Wait, what's and it called? Santa Margarita. Um, oh, Santa Margarita! I can remember that. Yeah, uh, it's I a like Pinot a Grigio. It's uh, yeah, this is right. Yeah, it's about when you get it at the grocery store. It's probably around twenty-ish dollars. Um, but steep, so it's but a, it's maybe. a little it's a little higher than you know I like to pay, but. Um, but anyway, yeah, but she always liked that one. So, like, that was kind of, like, the default. Like, it wasn't the super fancy wine, but it was, like, the, oh, if she just wants some, like, wine that she enjoys, and it was that. So, yeah. And I always remember that because I had to buy it, you know, a few times. Um, I'm a little sad that you didn't bust that open for your birthday, Dan. Uh, it's not nobody's birthday here, so we oh. don't have to worry about that. Oh. So it's fine. Damn. Um, hmm. That's actually why I bought it, but... Uh, <laughs> But it's, but it, like things, sometimes, sometimes things are given to you and oh, they say, congratulations, here, it's time to do your job, you have until Friday, so. Uh, <laughs> writer's tears it is. Yeah, so Wait, writer's tears it is. Actually, specifically today? As we're recording, yes, it is my birthday. Oh, I see, so, and I, I think Scorpio ends on the 22nd, right? So you're not? I am a Sagittarius. All right. If you believe in sort, those sorts of things. I don't, but uh, still. You seem to know a lot about something you don't believe yeah. in, Dustin. The well, dates. you know, I know that I'm a Scorpio and that it ends on the 22nd because that's the day that John F. Kennedy was shot. Yep. Somebody, and then, somebody's going to correct me. And then the next day I was born. So that's right. <laughs> you're welcome, America. Uh, also, you know, not the year after. I'm not the, geez, I'm, I'm not that. How old would that make me? That would make me way older. I'm not that old. <laughs> so. Um, anyway, yeah, Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. I yes. just added it to my list. It is available at, at my local uh, grocery store for twenty three ninety nine. Is it available uh, in a box that is shipped to you because you haven't canceled it yet? Mm-hmm. Can you request it? Is it is not. Uh, I, I might. I don't know. You don't get to request things there. They just send you the shit. <laughs> Much like uh, when Dustin ordered his chickens, he did not request roosters yet. That is what he received. Uh, but it is time for Dustin's chicken update. Chicken and chicken singular and the rest of roosters. Right. Dustin, take it away. <laughs> I don't think I mean, the update is that uh, the chickens are laying eggs now. Um, we got like six last week and my wife made muffins and they were like a, a nicer shade of yellow, these muffins, because they were fresh eggs. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Delicious, too. I ate eight muffins on Saturday. Not at once, but like (laughs) over the course of the day. Oh my god, they were so good. That's a lot of muffins. How many did she make? Uh, I think she made twenty-four. Holy crap! Um, Oh no, no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, keep going. No, I thought you were because uh, Tori had cursed, but it was crap, and I was like, oh my god, is he going to beep that? No, go ahead. No, I don't beep anything out. Come on. (laughs) Um, no, what I was going to say was uh, that reminded me, and I had to go look it up, but it slowed it down, so, so I can talk. Uh, uh, last On last week's show, we were talking about eggs and whether or not you could, uh, why we refrigerate them or whether that you could leave them out. And JS left a nice explainer on the uh, oh, Podjiva post. Of course yeah. she did. <laughs> she said that uh, the U.S. requires eggs to be washed, 
Most other countries do not, but the wash strips the eggs of a thin mem- membrane called a cuticle, which is the primary barrier preventing outside salmonella from entering the eggs. Oh. Other countries do not wash them, which is, but they vaccinate their chickens preventing salmonella. So that's why if you go to Europe, like, eggs can be out re- unrefrigerated, but here uh, we... Yeah. Store-bought eggs, but I know, know people, everything? Uh, but I don't people know. who oh. grow their own eggs, or you know, yes. grow their own chickens, and that then lay eggs, so they have their own eggs... Uh, you know, or chicken singular, as the case may be. Right. Uh, I've seen them just leave the eggs out because they're yeah. not washing them. Right, because you haven't washed it, so it's right. okay. Um, JS on Twitter tonight was talking about uh, the origins of American goulash, which is like, oh my God, how do you know this? Goulash <laughs> is a thing that we have in the South. Oh, I've it's, had goulash. Yeah, you, the good stuff. Not not the European goulash. No, the, it was ragu and hamburg and, and like elbow noodles. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> no, yes. no, no. I've never had good goulash because I've had crappy goulash and I've never wanted to try anything. <laughs> now the word just makes me shudder. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Goulash is fantastic. I no, think I've had late, goulash. other spaghetti. <laughs> but only it's, in like the cafeteria at school. So I, it, yeah, it definitely yeah, was yeah. not goulash. Oh, like, God. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't. Goulash. No, it was one it's of like my mom's poor man's Balinese. She, yeah. But like, it's just oh. super. My mom would make, so my mom, we, we were a three person household because like I don't have siblings. So it was just the three of us. And my mom was like incapable of cooking food for three people for a night. <laughs> so she would just make this giant pot of goulash and then you'd have leftover goulash for like two nights running. And it's, yeah, I just couldn't. That's too much goulash. It's just too much, especially when it's not goulash. <laughs> it's just <laughs> ragu, a jar of ragu, a hamburg, and elbow noodles. <laughs> right. Uh, my dad, now that like they're both retired, has finally started putting his foot down about my mom's leftovers because now it's just the two of them. She doesn't even have like a third person there to help, like, you know, offset some of the quantities. Right. Um, so he's just started going like I. Like, we can have food for two nights, and that is it. If there was leftovers <laughs> after that, we're freezing it. Like, I can't, I can't just eat this for days on end. We worked our whole lives. lives. <laughs> we don't need to eat goulash three nights in a row. <laughs> we can freeze it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's Dustin's chicken update. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, thanks, Dustin. Um, and how many, how, sorry, one, one last thing before we leave the chicken update. How many of the chickens are chickens? Um, because you said you had six eggs, but that could come from yes. one chicken. And yeah. five it possibly could. And we actually have no idea because we don't know who is laying the eggs. Oh. Because we don't, we're not privy to that information. Well, here's a tip is you find the one that's not a rooster. <laughs> that's the one laying the eggs. You just need to get a webcam. Oh, already, yeah. Wait, we talked about already, this, right? Yeah. Chicken That's cam? Too much, because think, I think we calculated like uh, six eggs now, where it's up to like uh, we've spent $150 an egg so far. Oh. Right, but the cost goes down per egg the more eggs. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you're also incurring cost on like food and all this other stuff. Right. Yeah. The investment is going to take a while. To oh, so no. So what you do is you set up the chicken cam, but then you somehow, I don't really understand how OnlyFans work, but I feel like you <laughs> could just exactly do it on OnlyFans. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken fans. Chicken fans. <laughs> yeah. And then you make, you're monetizing. They're, they're cam chicks. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Tori. <laughs> I feel like well you were done. just building to that joke, and uh, no, it came to me. It was all very oh, natural. That's great. Um, <laughs> Two right. months of chicken updates for that joke. 
That totally worth it. <laughs> We're never talking about the chickens again. <laughs> never again, especially because they're roosters. Hashtag Dustin has roosters. You know what? Uh, it's time. We're going to try a new segment, which is, uh, it's, uh, it's called Welcome to Tory Talk. Oh, God. Which, what do you mean, oh, God, you pitched the segment. <laughs> but I didn't hey, call it well, that. <laughs> Hank, you said, you said it's like a te- TED Talk. Well, but and I so, and your ch- name also starts with a T. Oh, it's only natural that this is what would happen. Oh, my gosh. All right. It, I feel anyway, like this is being oversold now. No. Well, well anyway, look, what's <laughs> happening is Tori's going to teach us something. And it's, everyone shut up is what I'm saying. Everyone <laughs> shut up and listen to Tori. I'm going to be quiet. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, so... I'm sure we'll put the time code in the article when we post it. I don't do time codes anymore, but I'll I'll write it down just for you. (laughs) People can skip. (laughs) Uh, But basically, uh, in honor of Doctor Who Day, which we're recording on Monday, November 23rd, which is the uh, 57th anniversary of Doctor Who premiering in 1963. So people, you know, it's kind of a big thing online. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, I I don't want to interrupt Tori Talk, but that actually was the day after Kennedy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shit. Oh wow. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yeah. Well we talked about it. So we talked about why. it, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, so the day after Kennedy died, uh Doctor Who premiered in the UK and it was very exciting <laughs> and obviously that's lasted. Um <clears throat> but one thing that we don't always talk about, Lee, and we are so I've heard a television podcast, uh, but we tend to come come at things from a creative point of view. So we're, when we're talking about shows, we're talking about them creatively. We do delve into the business occasionally. Um, but what I wanted to do is actually talk about something that is very much the biz- a business decision around Doctor Who that I think single-handedly led to it being successful in the U.S. and, and becoming the level of, I, I think, by extension, global phenomenon that it became. Um and that was the decision to, it had nothing to do with anything creative happening with the show. It was, while it was still being show run by Russell T. Davies, uh, this was when it was uh, kind of relaunched, um, the more kind of modern era of the show. But uh, originally, when it was airing in the U.S., uh, the Sci-Fi Channel had the license for it. They had first window rights. And the decision to not renew their contract and to give BBC America the rights to to air the show first basically led to the show becoming the level of success um, that we kind of now recognize it as, you know, something that can go to Comic-Con, that can, you know, end up on magazine covers, that you can find in a Lego video game. Mm -hmm. That all happened because... They stopped letting Sci-Fi air it and, and let BBC America air it. Um, so this is like a very insidery baseball business decision. But I think it's it's really interesting because it's something that's out of the hands of creatives. It's it's all behind the scenes and it's a very boring financial reason. Um, but it had a huge impact on the show. Uh, so what happened was uh, when the show launched, Sci-Fi, you know, had the money and and paid for it. Uh, BBC Worldwide is the commercial arm of the BBC which obviously is a, a public broadcaster in the UK. Uh, and so they, they are, they're tasked with monetizing the content around the world. And having a channel like BBC America was one way to do that, but selling their programs to other broadcasters was another way. So you'd end up in this situation where BBC America, the channel, would be bidding against other broadcasters for BBC content. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not, in the beginning, uh, get the rights to Doctor Who. Sci-Fi had deeper pockets and and got the show but 
to Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, it was just an acquisition to fill late night air. Um, they, you know, they burned through the episodes when they felt like it, didn't air at any time close to when the, the episodes were, would premiere in the UK. And they crucially didn't promote it. Um, all of their marketing spend went toward their own originals, which had a chance at, uh, you know, award runs. I mean, not really. It's a sci-fi channel. Right. But, but you know. I mean, anything that they anything that they owned, they could make more money off. They of could make than, more money off of. They yeah. had the full rights, so you right. know they didn't promote Doctor Who at all. Um, mm-hmm. So when the contract was about to run out, uh, BBC America put in a, a new bid, and they still couldn't pay as much money as the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, but what they they did do is say like you know we promise to put a huge marketing budget toward this show. Um, we will do press tours. We will take the show to TCA. We will take it to Comic Con. We will do whatever. I mean, they can. It, it's not eligible for Emmys, but that you know they could try for awards. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll arrange interviews for the cast. We'll do you know billboards if we have to. Like this will be the tentpole of our channel. Right. And if that you know, so while we can't pay you per episode, uh, what Sci-Fi can. In the long run, if this gamble pays off, it will be better for BBC Worldwide as a whole. Because if we can really um, build buzz on this show, then, you know, the effect, you've got more interest from uh, in merchandise, you can license it, you get uh, better ad dollars toward it, it helps you with your satellite carriage deals, mm-hmm. makes the channel look better, so... Um, you can get Netflix to pay more to stream it. You can, you know, <laughs> right. It just becomes a big, it becomes what it became. It becomes what it became. Um, right. and it wasn't a done, you know, it took them a while to kind of decide and they, they did, you know, a, agree not to renew, um, the, the contract with sci-fi channel and gave mm-hmm. it to, to Dr. Who. And it did it, you know, BBC said exactly what they, you know, did what they said. And this was, I think the deal went through, just in time for David Tennant's like last run of specials. Mm-hmm. So it was still during the Tennant era, but just before Matt Smith. So that's why like when people talk about the show, um, like if you noticed when it started getting bigger in the U S it was around Matt Smith. Like everyone loves David Tennant. Right. Um, but it was really like just where that crossover was. That happening. is exactly when um, I started watching. Right, because suddenly it was mm-hmm. everywhere, and that was because BBC America put it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason it was a it was a problem for them was because Sci-Fi Channel not only wasn't marketing it, but they would air it way after it aired in the UK. All of the fans of the show would illegally download it, right? So there was no chance of getting new fans. Right. Everyone who cared already watched it, and nobody else really bothered. They might find it, but there was no sense of like, you know, able to capitalize on the buzz or or grow it. And right. so one of the first things BBC America did when they got the show was start pushing to um, get the, the, the episodes as close to when they aired in the UK as possible, mm-hmm. um, which was not, the, it, literally the infrastructure wasn't there for them to go day and date, and it took them years to finally get to the point <laughs> where they could go day and date with the UK. Right. And once they cracked that, they could start doing like Fathom events and, and putting episodes, like the 50th anniversary episode, was in theaters. Why was it so difficult um, to do that? Because I remember for uh, a while, it was like a week behind. It was a week behind because uh, BBC wouldn't... I think they literally mailed hard drives. Oh my God, really? 
<laughs> and when and because it was Doctor Who, they really were worried about um, having it pirated, which was absurd because it was being pirated. If other yeah, if other other territories can't air it, it would get pirated. But they right. didn't want copies of it out anywhere um, before it aired in the UK. Mm-hmm. So that took a while. But uh, no, I mean, once the show... And it was amazing because once somebody really started trying to put the show out there, the demand was there. Like um, when... I think when, when BBC America went to Comic-Con and was like, you know, we want to do a Doctor Who panel, Comic-Con was really excited. Immediately, I think, I think Doctor Who went straight to Ballroom 20. And within like two years, maybe, had already outgrown Ballroom 20. And like the next time we were like arranging to, to bring the show. They were like, we're moving you to hall H (laughs) like, um, so I, you know, it did really well. And it was, you know, all of a sudden doctor who was on, we got a, it was like a entertainment weekly cover, which would never have happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, you know, it sounds really ridiculous to say that this like one business decision made all that difference, but you know, it took a lot, lot, a lot of work after that. Right. But that's really that's really cool. Just because I mean, as a as an outside observer, just you know, watching Doctor Who, I remember, I like it's funny because I didn't think about it at the time, but the way it, it, as you describe it, I remember very distinctly like when when the Matt Smith era era started and when it switched to BBC America, all of a sudden it felt like Doctor Who was more present, and yeah. like and I had watched from the when the reboot started all the way through. So it's yeah. not like I, I it's not like I wasn't watching the show and I just discovered it when BBC America, you know, took over. Yeah. But and it's not like uh, anything intrinsic to the show changed right. other than the changes that were normal to the show. Like there's always right. a new doctor, there's always a, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, but it definitely felt like more of a cultural presence. Um even just from essentially the network change. Yeah. Um yeah, because now there was a team of people pushing to like have interviews in places and get like it was a big deal getting Matt Smith on a late night talk show, mm-hmm. <laughs> like things like that. But it also made a huge difference for BBC America. Like this became their tentpole program and right. they were able to leverage that to, um, to have like other new shows of theirs ride its coattails. Right. So it was like if, if Dr. Who was doing a panel at, at Comic-Con, um, we put it together with a new show that no one heard, had heard of. And it was like fans had to sit through the panel for that new show <laughs> in order yep. to get to the Doctor Who, you know. Um, yep. And then all the way through, like if you look at, um, so AMC Networks bought BBC America. Right. Um, but like they kind of really, they, they didn't buy BBC America. They bought Doctor Who because mm-hmm. to them, the value of having Doctor Who and the ads and the attention that goes with it, they were the reason they were looking for another channel to like flesh out their catalog of, of networks was so they would have an easier time bargaining with satellite and cable providers. Hmm. And so, because at that point, really all they had was The Walking Dead. But why right. is now Doctor Who on HBO Max? That I do not, that is a home entertainment. I have no idea. I think, I think that's just a licensing deal. I think they literally yeah. had the. Their their bid was selected, whether it was the highest bid or what. Right, I don't know. because again, right. the way BBC Worldwide works, so the channel is one thing. Sales and distribution, the people who control who gets the show, is a completely other thing. So BBC America has the rights to air the program. Right. Sales mm-hmm. and distribution still, or, or actually consumer products at that point, is still able to decide who airs, who gets, um, who gets streaming. 
Right. And the funny thing is that even though you would assume that there would just be massive collusion within the giant vertical conglomerate, right? Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Well, no, because, and that's where BBC Worldwide has, it's not a very clear-cut company because it, it, it is tasked with making money. But all of the profits go back to a nonprofit, so it has to maintain the standards and integrity of the BBC mm. while acting like a capitalist right. endeavor. So right. it becomes so you have these different divisions who are bidding against each other, or you know, and the company ultimately has to decide what is best overall. Right. Um, so no, it isn't always clear cut, and that's why some of the best shows for a long time would go to straight to masterpiece theater, or mm-hmm. you know, Discovery would get for a long time was getting all the the Planet Earth stuff. They there was a joint venture going for natural history programs. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, hmm. you know, yeah. So anyway, that's a little history lesson on you know the backroom deals that led to everyone knowing who the hell the doctor is. <laughs> That's very cool. That's and that's been uh, welcome to Tory Talk, <laughs> which is a segment that now we're going to have to have every week. So every oh, week from God. now on, forever, Tory will be giving yes. us a, oh, a piece of, uh, no, 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 of no. television inside, history, inside television. Yeah, TV, <laughs> how the TV business works by by Tory. Um, well, we have to replace Supernatural, which we will get to in a minute. That would have been a <laughs> great segue. You need me to rant about something <laughs> next week. Yeah, do mash. <laughs> I didn't work why on did, MASH Why did MASH the television series Last five times longer than the actual Korean War um, <laughs> Seriously <laughs> We all in know this, why In this tweet storm I will And then it cuts <laughs> off um, But uh, no that's really cool Thanks for sharing uh, On this Doctor Who day But also apparently uh, Dan's birthday So now I feel like I needed to have a rant about you Oh, it's fine. There's no... It's a thoroughly unimportant birthday. I worked all day. That's literally all I did. Um, although my, my bosses did uh, did buy me cookies, which were delivered by a delivery person. Really? Cool. Oh, you've got good bosses. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was very nice. And I ate two of them, and I had a huge sugar crash in the afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> Were they good uh, cookies? They're very good cookies. Very fancy. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, it's time to move on to you know who you know who else. Uh, here we go. Here's a segue. Oh. You know who else uh, mm-hmm. had a, had a little mishap with uh, with cookies this week? <laughs> uh, someone we like to call Baby Yoda, eating space macaroons in oh the Mandalorian. God. They're so cute. <laughs> but they were just macaroons, right? Like yeah, it wasn't just, even it wasn't even like a thing. It was just. Yeah, they were macaroons. Yeah. In his but, little crumbly mm. face. And he just wanted them, and then he, like, yeah. force-drew them to... Yeah. Oh. Right. Real good use of force powers there, uh, baby odes. But Also, uh, that kid who was said no to him was a dick. Come on. Can you imagine I don't know. looking you get the, baby You get the Yoda? weird new kid in class. He's probably smelly. No. Like... Oh, they've been they've been in in the, in the ship that was you know the Mon Calamari hmm. uh, fix it up. It had fishnets and everything. Like he's he's the smelly kid. And what do you think like, Baby Yoda smells like? Uh, right well, now, now, fish. Like cookies. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no, fish yeah, and cookies. frog eggs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying eggs. Baby Yoda has good breath, but I'm also saying if you just look at him, and the first word you say is no, you have zero heart. <laughs> like look into those eyes. 
Oh, I couldn't. That was terrible. That ship, though, really, I'm glad they fixed it up because, man, that ship... Had some, yeah. Was... I'm impressed that, like, even the fact... Like, that is the least realistic thing the show has done is, like, even getting into space and being like, I don't think we're going to make it very far. I'm like, you should already be dying in the vacuum of space. Your (laughs) ship is held together with ropes. Right. (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. It's... It's, uh... Space space rope, so it's all I good. had been enjoying um, the season until this episode. Uh-oh. No, I really think, I mean, I mean this episode was more like last season, where it's just like a 30-minute action sequence where, I don't know, I, I, I fell asleep uh, watching it, and then I had to watch it again, and Gina Carano gives me the a bellyache now. Mm-hmm. And then also, it's just action. There was no, like, I didn't understand what the plot developments were. If there were, I didn't understand what this mission was about. I didn't, it was just an excuse. The mission was to murder a bunch of Imperials. Yeah, they wanted to destroy a a stormtrooper base. Why? Yeah. Um, Because they're dicks. Well, right. So it was, so they're (laughs) on an outer rim planet. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Imperial stronghold, like that base... Okay, so giving here, them a let, foothold, and it was like yeah. if they eliminated that base, then the whole planet would be free. What does this have right, to do? Let's put it with... in the terms Dustin can understand. Dustin, you're from Arkansas, yes. so imagine that the federal government comes in and they're like, "We're gonna put troops in Arkansas," and you're like, "No, thank you." And then they're like, "No, we think we're gonna do it." Then you would be like, "Screw this! Let's get rid of those federales, and then we're gonna be in charge." Okay. And then you do it, and then everyone cheers. But was this another one of those instances where, like, uh, the Mandalorian had to do this mission in order to gain some information about... No, no. He had to do it because his friends asked him to. Also, his ship was broken. Yeah, they were fixing up his ship, and he had nowhere to go in the meantime. And they were like, well, while you're here. And so he basically got his ship fixed up in exchange for helping blow up this um, base. The plot didn't advance at all, except that Gustavo Fring was in this episode. And right. therefore, it um, must have advanced somehow. Moff Gideon shows up at the end, and mm-hmm. you get Gustavo a little bit more information on yes. on what, uh, why they wanted the child, what they were oh, trying clones. to do with the midichlorians. Yep. right. And there were a lot of a lot of uh, people who Wait, read about. Did you the say midichlorians? How... I thought that was a joke. Yes, among like no. Star Wars. No, people. that's the that's the Jedi woo woo magic in, oh, the, I in see. the blood. I see. It's like it's like uh, it's so it's like when you get a vaccine for for uh you know things that you need vaccines for and they like inject you with like special stuff and it makes your body stronger right that's midichlorians but for the I force see. right i know that word yeah. from like kevin kevin smith uses it a lot imagine yeah. if you could get a vaccine that let you have force powers yeah that's what they're trying to do with baby yoda it right. seems I see. The other, the reason why midichlorians is ridiculous also like why it's such a joke and i'm sure why like you know it it kind of is shorthand for the more ridiculous <laughs> tendencies of Star Wars is that um, the original trilogy, you they treat the Force and Force users as if it's sort of a a spiritual thing right. that it's not something that's physically different. It's maybe some people are, you know, because of bloodlines or whatever, more prone to it. But it there's an, it, they don't treat it like it's a like a scientific. Suddenly in the prequel ones they start talking about like oh no this level of midichlorians and it's you know it, it is right now it's like 30 that, years ago there was science about this and yeah. then and then that all went okay. away that all went away and no one talked about it and suddenly it's just right. alec guinness going like use the force Luke. right 
and no longer talking about the science that he learned, even though, you know... He learned a, it, yeah. Right. Okay. But, but he was yeah. you and Okay, okay. So, Baby Yoda... Okay. Baby Yoda's not Yoda. Uh, no. No. We, that's, well, not officially. Okay. No, he's not. But yeah, Well, no. he could, maybe he's a but clone. They, okay, but yeah, they want to clone not. Baby Yoda in order to get them... No. They want no. to take his blood and use it in another... Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were talking about basically using his blood to... To give someone like an infusion of force powers, but basically. the implication yeah. that I have, that from what I understand, is that that all Yodas have the force, when that's not true of well, all we don't humans. Know. There haven't been that many. That's the theory, but we've only met two. Right, and they three technically. I, I'm sorry, two before Baby Yoda. Right. Oh wait, there yeah. were there and were one two of them. Bef- I think there didn't were two have Yodas any before Baby Yoda. Well, well there's well, was... Yoda, and then there's a female of the same species. Who I don't think ever speaks. Really? In right, it just shows up in a shot yeah. of like the yeah. Senate, I think. Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't talk because because you know the Yoda's a real misogynist. Turns out doesn't let, doesn't let the woman speak. You <laughs> see. So. But that Yoda well, also even know... had metachlorians. Well, yeah, because he's a Jedi. Yeah, he's a Jedi. They all had it. Right. And that's why the the child is such a, a get. Right. Because there are very few Jedi's left. Because remember, the, the the Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi. Right. So basically, the only known Jedi is Luke Skywalker, and he was even like, let's be honest, he didn't finish his training. No. So he's it's like he's like great. calling himself a Jedi, but it's... Uh, it was it was on yeah. shaky ground. And he yeah. this is still like he might have started training, you know, people. But yeah, that we're in this weird period where it was like suddenly there was a child that they know has the force and they want to experiment on it. Cool, okay, and this right. is this is this is between uh, Luke Skywalker and Daisy Ridley. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But closer to Return of the Jedi. Right. Okay. Closer to celebrating Ewoks. <laughs> oh, I love them. Anyway, it was a lot of action. It was great action, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I, when it's at a whole episode of action, you get kind of bored. Carl Weathers directed this episode. Oh, I do enjoy mm-hmm. him. Yes. And, I, you know, I just don't think that you should be knocking... I got nothing against it. I mean, it was a very well-directed episode, and the action sequences were great. It was just kind of... It was like a 35-minute episode, and 30 minutes of it were action sequences. Was it too exciting for you, Dustin? It, no, it's it just nothing. When it's just nothing but action sequences, it's nothing, nothing actually happens. Right, but there was also an action sequence that showed the highs and lows of child-rearing in which Baby Yoda was enjoying the flight and then vomited. That was adorable. Wait, 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 no, let's... Okay, when when Mandalorian goes like, hang on tight, (laughs) and Baby Yoda immediately throws his hands up to hold on to nothing, and I was just like, that is children in a nutshell. Like, do this thing. I'm going to do the opposite. Woo! Okay, it was... that, That was all adorable. But where is the show going? What's going on? They're trying to... Well, no, worry about that. It's going to take some okay. time. Give, yeah. them, give them time. They've got a whole other season already. And, I, and a third It's season, a very... S- yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying, is they've already got season three, yeah. like, you know, it's already in production, or probably prep. But, it's a very know. simple it's mission, though, which is to get uh, Baby Yoda yeah. to his family, and uh, every single episode is just, like, uh, a mission that goes toward that. But... Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you would you want this mission to be completed? At which point there is no more Baby Yoda on the show. Well, no. 
Is that what you're saying? But also, think about what the show is inspired by. Like, that formula is the formula that works. It's like there is a very simple mission, and they keep getting sidetracked along the way. It takes forever. It seems straightforward, but the story is really about... And that's that's where Star Wars feels like Lord of the Rings to me. And as you all know, I hate Lord of the Rings (laughs) with a passion. Well, okay... So you don't like you don't like when it, uh, Tolkien wrote that Sam was uh, not Sam. Uh, what's his name? Frodo. Frodo. Yeah, Frodo's walking and carrying the ring, and it's very heavy, and it feels so heavy, and he keeps oh, walking. Asleep, but oh my god, it's so heavy! It. Just, come on. <laughs> but then there's like a spider or something. I don't know. I, oh don't god, worry about it's it. So goddamn boring. <laughs> it's about the journey, Dustin. The journey yeah. is interminable. That's life. This is a. This is a. There's a parable about life. A reluctant parent learning to raise a toddler who he cannot speak with, or sometimes can, depending on what the logic is. (laughs) Put the red thing where the blue one is and don't let them touch. Yeah. So, in that instance, doesn't understand him. But, you know, other times it's fine. So cute. Also, why why is there a corridor in the ship? That is built in such a way that you would requ- you would need like a tiny child to be able to fix it. <laughs> like, it's kind of like Snowpiercer. I don't know if that makes sense. It is like Snowpiercer. <laughs> Gina Carano has uh, a funny run. That's what I'll say. I still I'm she may be still on team badass. Just bring back Mingna. But she's got a bad run. But you're on team what, Tori? Bring back Mingna. Yeah, I am too. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. She's probably yeah. got a great run. She does have a great run. We've seen, I mean, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watched that show. Oh my god! I watched. I watched it for <laughs> like three seasons, and then that felt like too long, and then it ran on for I another fourteen. For... Oh, I also oh. watched no, it, it for run, three. I went for like seven or eight seasons, but no, Dustin, Mister, it felt like too long. But I was still watching Fear the Walking Dead, just waiting for it to get good. It got good though. That's the thing. <laughs> well, apparently, you needed to give you know Agents of Shield six seasons. Really? Did, yeah, did I hear it good, got good? real good by the end. Like it got crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like they went into space. <laughs> yeah, they went to space, and they they end up doing like a they bring in a dude from Agent Carter. Oh yeah. 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 Is Picard in it? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Patrick about Stewart? What? I don't know. Supernatural. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. It's a good, Speaking good of shows segue. that are about the journey but actually have a destination. Jesus right. Christ. Uh, really? After 15 years, Supernatural has reached its conclusion. And uh, I bet Tori has some thoughts that were probably also in her article, which I did read, and will probably be linked. So, you know, you can go ahead and check that out. But. <laughs> Um, Tori, you're our resident supernatural expert. We are, but your students, uh, oh, please God. lead the way. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, if you read my article, I obviously, I felt like this was the perfect finale for the show. Um, I'm not saying it was a perfect episode of television, but I also, I do think that, uh, it did the, the things that I didn't realize I needed supernatural to do in the end. Uh, and that is, you know, basically the episode, uh, they, last week, uh, was the plot finale, you know, Chuck was defeated, 
Um, you know, the, the Winchesters are free of their destiny and can mm-hmm. do whatever they want with their lives. And so right. they go to a pie festival and then they proceed as hunters. And on their first mission against a nest of vampires, Dean dies. I do need to note that Dean got impaled on a piece of rebar. Yes. Which Chim survived. Yes. And Chim's rebar went through his fucking skull. Went through his fucking skull and Chim's fine. So like that. What the fuck? Like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, this is television. People just survive rebar. But anyway. Uh, but no so more when that, armor. <laughs> no more But when armor. that first ha- happened, before you knew what was going to happen, yeah. my only reaction was, fuck you, Supernatural. You, yeah, so everyone was really pissed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which Rightfully I, so. Rightfully so, yeah. Because, you know, you've, you've followed these characters, and your hope is that when they're the mission that they didn't weren't even on in the beginning, but like that ultimately was their mission, which was to get free of their destiny. Um, they finally get that and Dean doesn't get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see how that would be a blow for people. I felt like it was perfect if only because uh, a, that is what the whole, that to me, him dying in a completely normal way was the point. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like very Omar little. Yeah, but it was, yeah. It did. But, you know, and it was like, this is the life you, you have your own life now. And this is what happens to people who live the life that you do. Like they die and they don't always die in apocalypses. They die in, you know, accidental, dumb, sad ways. And it also, he had to, and this is the other thing I think, you know, no matter what, one of them had to die because the thing that the episode absolutely had to do was show the brothers letting each other go. Mm-hmm. Because that is the thing that um, codependent relationship. Just the, the t- yeah, which was ultimately toxic, and and not only that, like every time one of them would save the other, it always unleashed something worse. So the the escalating calamities of fifteen seasons almost always came down to one of the brothers making a decision to save the other. Right, and this just rinsed and repeated season after season. And that was, you know, the they needed to break that cycle. Like, the one new thing the show could do to actually end would be to have one of them accept the other one's demise. Right. So, like, the question of who is going to die, like, to me, it was like, well, one of them definitely is. I think it made sense for Dean to die. Mm-hmm. because Me too, because I wouldn't have cared if Sam had died. Right. <laughs> but also because in previous seasons, the time that Dean tried to live a normal life... You know, he hooked up with the woman who had the son and he tried to live in yeah, it. Yeah. It was like not really convincing. Right. He wasn't, he was happy, but he very easily like got led out of it. Whereas the one time Sam met a woman and like had a dog and tried to have a normal life, he was very reluctant to leave it. Like Sam was the one who was most capable of letting go of hunting. Mm-hmm. Like Dean was not going to change who he was. So it was like, yeah, Dean is a tragic hero. He has to die. Um, and I, and in that, once I kind of viewed it from that perspective, I liked the fact that it was a piece of rebar rather than some giant, you know, it was like, it had to be normal. Like right. he had to earn just a dumb, average, not special death. Right. Um, yeah. I, and, I actually liked that, that it was, um, yeah, that, that it's not a, like you I expect it, it yeah. you expect it to be a grand Sacrifice or something like that. Right. It was definitely like the little kid walking into the yeah. convenience store and shooting him in the head. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know. Um, and I like that it was rebar because it made me think of Chin. Right. Um, but then, you know, but the, the other nice thing about a supernatural finale is that the show is not just uh, concerned with earth. They've always had other dimension, you know, it's, you've got heaven, you've got hell, you've got whatever. So Dean dying isn't the last that you see of Dean. Right. His story continues in heaven where he has a better chance of being happy because all the people he's lost are there. Right. So to me, it was like, that is his happy ending. He's reunited with everyone that he loves, and he's just waiting for his brother to show up. And then you, you know, have the <laughs> massive montage of Sam just getting we old. You just can't and... see them because of COVID and right. quarantine. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> no Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's just down the road. You can't miss him. <laughs> Damn it, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have, you know, and then the rest of the episode is basically a giant montage of Dean driving around heaven while, mm-hmm. you know, Sam gets old and dies, and also dies a normal death, like... Like, you know, in bed next to his son that he named Dean. Um, and, uh, a little creepy, but... Uh, it was a little creepy. I mean, his old man makeup was amazing because it was just so It was. <laughs> and when and that I, happened, I was like, oh, Tori got her wish. Captain <laughs> America makeup. It was all I wanted. <laughs> just like really <laughs> shitty old man makeup. Uh, I also think it was funny because I know a lot of people were really upset. Like, you know, they just gave him a baby maker and like don't even name her. And I'm like, nobody gives a shit who Sam ends up with. Like literally no one cares about his life. Like I wanted it to be just sped through in a montage. Like we get it. He got married. <laughs> like... Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. We're all just I waiting for him to die. And then he dies and they're reunited in heaven. And it's a nice thing. But that, So all of that, to me, was what the show needed to do right. to pay off the what it had established, you know, the, its own themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all necessary. But it meant that it wasn't the fan service. It wasn't the lives that I think fans really wanted and it would, which was kind of funny coming from a season that tried to pay off a lot of, of right, fan I think shows. the fans just wanted like Dean and Castiel in heaven in bed. Yeah. Or Dean, Sam and Dean or whoever. <laughs> well, you know, so so, it's funny cause that the, in the death scene, I, I remember distinctly watching that and like some of the, some of the, the uh, staging of that, I was like, I was like, look, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, like, it, the idea that you would want Sam and Dean to, you know, that, that, that they are the, the couple you're standing, essentially, uh, is weird. But, but, like, there were, like, moments that were like, oh, yeah. They totally honored that. I mean, that, like, yeah. they yeah, honored yeah. that in, a, in, like, a way in that I was like, way. it's not, it's weird, but it's not weird. <laughs> like, not, they, yeah. they did it in a way that I thought was you know, appropriately serviced the fandom without well, being Well, and that like, fandom is based on, it's not like it's made out of thin air. It's right. like those brothers are very close <laughs> and right, very right. emotionally open with each right. other. <laughs> so, you know, there is precedence for that. So, um, but what I also appreciated was, so you have all of that and then the episode ends and they, they do that fourth wall break where it's, mm-hmm. it's Jensen and Jared saying goodbye to the fans and then like the whole crew coming out and waving. Right. Um, which... You know, as cheesy as it is, it was also just kind of like that final meta moment of mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just what the show is. Right. Well, and it's <laughs> interesting because that, that felt more, it reminded me of, so there was another moment that, that it reminded me of a little bit, which was um, the ending of uh, uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere, which I doubt either of you watched. Um, mm-hmm. Because nobody watched it, so it's fine. 
Um, but the in that one, the final like so that show was like this weird fantastical show on AMC, uh, created by Jason Siegel, and um, it, oh, was, yeah. it was it was it was like this it was this it. really interesting weird clever show for like seven episodes out of eight, and then the last episode was like a super meta episode about Jason Siegel, and like it was about him creating the show. Like it was like it was like a wait a second, was it, it the like show an, that came on last year that we watched like three episodes of? Then I yeah. gave oh, up. Well, yeah. it came out in March, and I watched the whole thing. Um, I'm but sure yes, Dustin it was this it. year. It was this year. Uh, I never finished it. The last episode was on Jason Siegel. The last episode, it's kind of like it's kind of like the adapt. Like I would call it like it's like the movie adaptation, where it's like it's about him. It's about Jason Siegel, the person creating i mean you know he's playing a version of what? himself but it's about him creating a show because he 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 described it always as this show is his wizard of oz so but it's like the show he's dorothy but jason it's like jason siegel is dorothy not uh yeah not the character that he's playing in the show so that's too um, much jason well so anyway it was it was it was like an interesting turn but it leads to this thing where you know they have the the cast and crew and he's like the, he's like waving he's like well i built this show i hope you guys enjoyed it thanks bye and everybody's waving and but the difference is that here it felt earned and you know yeah like like uh, seasons like, yeah ver- versus episode. like that one it felt like oh, it was a little self-serving yeah yeah i mean it's not something that i would normally say i wanted or or is necessary in a TV show, but it's the kind, again, you know, a lot of those meta moments that, that Supernatural does on any other show, it would be too cheesy or just like really bad. And Supernatural always managed to pull it off. Right. And I think there was a sincerity to it. Um, especially because the point, you know, what they were saying, like it's thanks to the fans that we lasted. And it's like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like you guys lasted for 15 seasons. Right. So there was actually one thing I wanted to ask you, Tori, based on your, uh, your assessment of the finale that yeah. you wrote about on pajaba.com. A uh, fantastic website Thank you, you can find, uh, you know, on the internet. Um, but the, um, the, so, so you, you, and you've said it here tonight also, but uh, you, you've talked about how this finale is right for the show, if not necessarily for the fans. So I, I guess I'm just curious, like, like, like does that, What's the way to put this? Like, it's like, it's like there's a, so there, there are theories about like what's right for the show versus what's right for the fans. And I, I've, I, I find myself, like, I feel like you should do what's right for the show. But yes. there are a lot of people, including a lot of fans, turns yeah. out, who feel like, no, we want, just give us our happy ending. Uh, I mean, I, you know, A, I think that this was a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, again, it may not have been the happy fan ending that the fans wanted. Right. Um, I always err on the side of you need to do what's right for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that listening to your fans can be important because they can, and, and we've seen super over the, you know, when blessed with 15 seasons <laughs> with which to grow. Right. Um, Supernatural has grown. Right. And has, you know, kind of grown out of some of its more misogynist tendencies mm-hmm. and it's you know um but it always had to stay it, it had to stay true to the core of what that show is which is um and again it's this like fans obviously fan fiction is wonderful if you want to talk about you know dean and sam hooking up like whatever that's that's great <laughs> but it, you know i don't think that paying that off has to be at the service of what this show is, which is something unique, which is a show that um, was really built around a 
relationship between two men that was very emotionally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't need them to fall in love. Like, I actually really needed them to learn how to fucking let go of each other. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so I think that's where, you know, a lot of things that they did in this final season, especially like bringing back familiar faces and, and kind of having this victory lap, that was for the fans. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the plot suffered for it. Like there was, you know, episodes that spun their wheels just to do something cool. And then a lot of things kind of rushed through in the last episode or two just to get to an ending. Right. Um, And that's, that's all fine. But I am very happy that like in its last hour, they wrote a finale that was about the themes of the show Mm -hmm. that existed for all of those seasons and not necessarily the themes of the show that people wanted to see in it because it would be too late to introduce those things. Right. But there were there are things that have always been corded like central to the fabric of the show that needed resolution. Right. Um Yeah, so I mean that's to me I would always err on the side of, you know, uh, conclude, you know, right for the show that it is, not for the fans, but the caveat being, <laughs> listen to your fans because they might point out things that your show is doing wrong and, you know, legitimate concerns that you can do better about and incorporate right. into what your show is. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's always, I mean, to me, it, it, it always feels tricky because I think you want people to leave with a warm feeling and you want them to, yeah. I mean, you, you want them to leave feeling satisfied, but... Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I, I've I've been thinking about. There are endings that people don't like, and that feel weird or rushed, and right. that, you know, where criticism is justified. And then there are, right. there there are endings where, like as an example, the Seinfeld ending, people hated it. Oh yeah. Right, but like that was appropriate for those characters. It's like yeah, this I is how these people. Ending. If you wanted to, yeah, like <laughs> I like I remember really enjoying that ending because thinking yeah. like no this is how this is kind of like the right way that they would meet their end right. is like ending up in jail because of a good samaritan law that they did not you know a know about but also b like you know uh, stick to because they they're not those people the, yeah they're so not of those course people. of course this is how they go out and um, i think that's part of it like there was a sense of people fall in love with the characters right and lose sight of what makes the show work. Right. And I think that's what was happening here. It's like, there are things you may want for that. Like, I would love if Dean just, you know, that whole, that whole finale could have been Dean at a pie fest (laughs) and then just credits roll. And I also probably would have said it was the perfect finale. Like I want Dean to have a happy ending, (laughs) but I do think that, you know, because I think that's the other thing where, this, uh, you know, there's a push and pull with fans where it's like, I think fans deserve to be appreciated and deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that, you know, their fan fiction exists for a reason. Like, they should be empowered to imagine what they want. Right. That's all wonderful. Write everything. Imagine it. Be passionate about it. Yeah. But there has to be a limit to... Like, the show still exists as its own thing. Right. And so, yeah, I think that it's it's becoming a trickier proposition, especially for the shows that do have this kind of passionate fan base. Like, how Mm -hmm. do you navigate that? Also, yeah. 
anything that runs for 15 seasons is going to have huge expectations that will never right. be yeah. met. And some of the criticisms about like, oh, you know, the way they kind of started addressing that, like with the Castiel scene where it's, it's now you're baiting the fans, mm-hmm. like you're throwing them a bone. And it's like, you know, so how do you... It was a little weird that he didn't even make an appearance in that final. Episode. No, because I think that, well, because if he had, they would have had to resolve, they would have had to resolve that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, as soon as I was like, he can't come. And there's no way, there's to, no resolve way to resolve that, that yeah. without Dean actually turning him down. Or right. deciding to be a or couple with not. him. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tricky, Fair enough. But I do, for, for yeah. I, li- I, I, I liked it. I liked it as someone who only watched 30 episodes. <laughs> I think if I'd watched 15 seasons... I might have felt underwhelmed. Yeah. And that's fair. But also, you would have gotten your finale last week, essentially. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, I didn't like... I mean, that finale is fine, fine, but, but I never liked the mythology right, of right, the... Right. Uh, but I mean, uh, in terms of, like, this wrapping is... up their journey as, you know, puppets was... of, of, uh, of Chuck, essentially. That was a rushed ending. I wasn't satisfied with all that. <laughs> right. I was... In this episode, I really liked... Because it was, it started to feel like a standalone episode, and I really wanted to see, see what was going on with those vampires. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I liked, you know, it was it really felt like it was going back to the beginning. You mm-hmm. know, it's just them. They go back. They pull out their dad's journal, which you haven't really seen them look at in a while. You know, it it really was a back to basics thing, and that's and I think that then is reflected in that in Dean's final speech where he's telling Sam, like, remember when I first came to get you at right. college right. and I, I stood outside cause I wasn't sure what you'd say. Like it was, I like that they very consciously tried to bring it full circle back to the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, but, Jim Beaver was a super nice touch. I love Jim Beaver. Oh, <laughs> I just so see great. him and I just start so crying. I'm like, Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I also cried for like 20 solid minutes during that episode. So I may be biased. As well you should. I mean, you I earned yeah. that you know, I also don't get Two hung up on re-watches. finales because yeah. I think there are good finales. I think there are bad finales. I think the overwhelming number of finales are mediocre or it's just impossible to satisfy everyone. Right. And mm-hmm. I think they never... Unless you're the leftovers. Sure. Well, but I never really... The journey is the journey. Right. So I try not to get overly hung up on how it ends. And so that's why I'm like, was this the most momentous finale? No. But I think that it checked boxes that were absolutely necessary. Maybe they could have done a better job doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it really was like a lot of montage. But I don't know. Like, it gave me what I needed and I still have all the rest of the show to finish watching. Right. Okay, wait, wait. Before we we continue, I, I I have a pop quiz question. Uh, what is a perfect finale to you? What like like that you've seen? What would you consider a perfect TV finale? The okay. leftovers. Tori, do you have one? Oh. Uh, if you don't, so, that's okay. I'm just curious. Well, no, it's interesting because I I haven't. I don't think I've seen a TV show that pulled off. Well, I mean Supernatural. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> I think I've seen a TV show that pulled it off, but there are, there's a couple comic book series that I've read. Okay. That's where, fair. Um, like I absolutely, so Transmetropolitan, I think has one of the 
best finales, mm-hmm. like the way it ends. And it's a very actually similar to, um, to Supernatural in the sense that the penultimate issue wraps up the plot, mm-hmm. and then the last issue wraps up the emotional arc. Got it. Um, and I think that's a nice way to handle it because I do think that they are, they often are two separate things. Right. Um, what about you, Dan? Uh, for me, Friday Night Lights. Yes. Which I know Tori has not seen the finale, but it is, it is a legitimately perfect finale. Yes. Uh, like, like it's insane. Like that, that's, that sounds hyperbolic, but it's so good. Like it's. Like it's, it is. picturing it in my mind, and I want to cry. Uh, that's how good it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any others. I mean, the mash, six the, feet the, under, the, the oh, six feet under, six feet under. But yeah. that's, but see, the thing is, that like, was the, controversial. Oh, at the wait, time. wait, wait, the six feet under finale. Is it just the last like three minutes? No, it's but no, but it's yeah, like yeah, ten yeah. minutes. It's oh, a well, long, fine. The, the last long ten minutes. Is it, is it minutes. just the, the? I mean, the yes. the, the ending is yes. phenomenal. But it was the end. Yeah. But it was also better than the last four seasons. Yeah. Of right. I mean, there was the first season, and then there was right. the finale, and everything in between was it like. Was but that's the thing: is that like yeah. that that ending is so good. I do not. I absolutely do not remember any other thing in the episode. No, but, I don't. I yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't. But either. it's so good; it doesn't matter. No, no. Nate died. But that's they like three died. episodes that's early. The, no, no. Nate oh, dies like three or four right. episodes no, early. He had Narm. No, no, he had an arm, and then he came back. No, 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 he, he died. Back. He doesn't die in the finale. He dies three or four episodes earlier because it's a huge. Oh, I remember wow. watching it and being like, "Oh my god, wait, what?" Because he, yeah, we're he not died. At the end yet? And, he's and then you're dead. like, "Wait, what the fuck happened?" But he didn't die with an arm. He can't. He survived an arm. And then it. And then and then and then, it, then, and then it, it. But they said like one day it'll it could just happen, and then it just does like four episodes yeah. from the finale. Oh, yeah. that's the cruelest yeah. fucking thing, man. I remember. Uh, Kill so, me. I the only episode of The Sopranos I've ever seen was the finale. <laughs> so perfect finale. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that it was perfect. I just like I didn't care anyway, and right. then it just like goes to black, and I'm like, I know this would be more momentous <laughs> if I gave a shit. <laughs> um, I was one of those people that watched all of Sopranos right before mm-hmm. the finale. So like, and, and so that finale right. seemed fine to me um, too. Because I didn't have five uh, a years couple controversial ones. Uh, I know people. There's some people who don't like the Bowser finale. I like where it ended up. Uh, I do too. That's that's all I'll say about that. Um, the, uh, the the Roseanne was. I amazing. haven't seen the Roseanne finale. Um, yeah, what? I was in the Roseanne where they like you know? get rich and then it. But turns you know out what happens like in the Roseanne finale, right? This isn't the. Uh, it's not the. It was all. A, it was all her stories. That's the season before, right? We know the Roseanne well, finale. It's not the one. No, it's not the one where she was writing a book. She w- right? No, she wakes up in bed with Bob Newhart. Oh, right, because they're referencing another finale. Oh. The Newhart yeah. finale. Yeah, that's fine. That's... Which was like at the time yeah, that's, the most that's famous. Season I mean, finale. I, I love the no, I love the ending of the good. Mash finale, but the Mash finale is also two hours. It's very long. Um, <laughs> the right. uh, and weirdly, I don't remember anything about Mash except uh, the finale. Oh, yeah. I I watched a lot of Mash. Um, the Cheers finale, great, uh, great ending. Yeah, yeah, um, it was good. Not perfect, but you know, it was, it was yeah. solid. Um, but that's the way you do with a show that right. long. You have a regular episode, and then you just right. end. Uh, yeah. The uh, the 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 long teased, but will not rant about it today. Uh, How I Met Your Mother finale, not perfect, but 
uh, correct for the show. And uh, no, how dare no, you? Correct. No, no you are wrong. Okay, correct no, for the right for the no, show. We're gonna this is this is what no, the no. show. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this fight right now. We're not going to do this fight right now. But but that. Yeah. We're gonna have a finale episode. That, oh, of that finale, we 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 should and we will. But that <gasps> finale was absolutely nope. what that show needed. It nope. was what that show had been building nope. to since season two. Nope. The point of that show is about absolutely life does not. not turn out the way that you want it to. That's the nope. point of the show. Nope. Okay, wait, Buffy finale. Uh, haven't seen it. Don't Jesus know. Christ! Never watched it. Guys, <laughs> Buffy finale was wonderful. Wasn't that uh, the UPN season? <laughs> think so well no but the whole thing is that she turns she's able to share her powers so she's no longer alone she makes an entire army of slayers okay and it's like a big deal and so suddenly there are tons of slayers and like that's what wins the day but it's like she's no longer the only slayer she's no longer alone got it it's amazing that's cool um the the other one the the other one that i will say it's not my favorite finale but it is perfect for the show is the parks and rec finale it is because yes yes it's Properly optimistic, and like, I don't always like as you can tell by my uh, love of the High Metro Mother finale. Uh, I don't necessarily need uh, an optimistic finale. Which we will talk but, about, uh, but it was right for the show. But uh, the but the Parks and Rec finale right, is correct for that show, and it's bright and bubbly, and everyone gets their happy ending in a way that um, that they deserve. So. Wait, did we did we like the Good Place finale? I remember crying a lot. Oh. That was that was appropriate for the show. I don't know if I would call it perfect because the we're done with you guys. This is a whole episode we should we, be doing we, in like late will, December. We will do we will do that episode. But anyway, uh, this is just also, a little we've teaser. Already gotten, we've already gotten Dan's rant about Lost. We're teasing. Oh, oh the Lost. Oh, okay, the Lost I finale. Do, Hold I want to go. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. The Lost finale is a is an exercise in people misunderstanding the entire premise of the show and I can't if people are gonna be dumb I can't I can't fix that let's get to the game <laughs> we'll do it we'll okay, do a finale episode because that sounds like a lot of fun I, I really um, want also, to yeah, I would love uh, to we will definitely be yelling at each other for that one. Oh uh, yeah but uh, in the meantime <laughs> Dustin has a game so here's what I've got for the game tonight um I found a parade pop culture oh, trivia uh, questions, oh, and I just it, it's just very. I didn't basic. know the parade was still a thing. And like if yeah, it is. And if you're a different kind of TV viewer, like a more uh, mainstream, I, feel I don't know. Attacked. I guess I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but if we're different than the kind of TV viewer are, we are, we'd probably nail this. But I don't know that we would. Because, like, there's some of these, like, oh, yeah, I know that. And there's some of these, like, right. I don't know. So I wanted to ask you the questions, and uh, first to five, okay. basically. And they're kind of interesting questions because you're like, oh, all right. Wait, so, wait, hang okay. on. Is this, first is this question. Uh, chaos, or are you calling on us? No, no, yeah, okay. it's okay. chaos. Uh, I'm going to just go with the first question. Um, can you name two of the names of... Kim Kardashian and Kanye West children. North and West. No, <laughs> South. North. One of them is North. Yes. Um, you, name you think they have a child named West other. West? <laughs> well, whatever. I remember West that, was That being said, I also had that thought. <laughs> I just did not speak up fast enough. <laughs> uh, Can you name any no. other child? Sahara? Then? I couldn't. I don't know. 
I, I want to say Blue Ivy, but that yeah, is uh, that is yeah. Jay Z and yeah. uh, and Beyonce, and, and Beyonce. Uh, that's disrespectful, and I apologize that to is, our king yeah. and queen. Yeah. All right, so you found that one. It's uh, North Saint, Chicago, and Psalm. Psalm. Wait, like Saint is one of them. So that's four kids. Saint West, Chicago West, right. Psalm West. Yeah, yeah. Like the they have that many kids. Nobody gets a point here, and we're just gonna skip around here. Uh, how well did we do here? Because I didn't know. What is Joe Exotic's real name? Tiger Daddy? No. Neither Joe one did that, huh? Smith. I, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, well. No, no. <laughs> okay, know. but it means I, I it was like Smith. Joe is his first name. I think name. none of us watched Tiger right. King, right? Isn't no, that our claim to fame? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, what if Tiger... Oh, oh! Oh, oh no. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. no. No, don't, don't. I, I think I know what you're going to say, Tori. Please don't. No, I was... I was gonna say I have a new and I have another best finale. Oh, okay, what's the finale? The Jinx. Perfect oh, finale. That's yes, a great finale. Yes. I, I thought you were gonna that, say, uh, "What if when we have a slow month, we have to watch, watch Tiger, Tiger King and no, talk about it?" I am not. What <laughs> no, do you think no, I am, no. Dan? I'm just saying. Maybe <laughs> when we have a slow may, month, I'll maybe, give you. Maybe we pissed you off, and you're you're like exacting <laughs> your revenge. No, when I'm exacting my revenge, I'll do another month of other supernatural episodes you haven't seen yet. Oh, but that we, but, but we enjoy that now, so that's no longer a punishment. I can make that not happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would have gotten this one. Uh, who wrote the book uh, that HBO Big Little Lies is based on? Oh, I don't remember. Jody no, wait, 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 Pico. wait. Pickle? What's her name? Gillian Flynn. No. no. Oh, come on, man. Is Gillian Flynn Leanne Moriarty? Oh. Is Gillian Flynn no. the uh, Gone Girl? That's Gone what girl. she wrote. Um, I don't know books. This is a TV podcast. I know. I don't Keep understand. going. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King wrote The Outsider. Oh, The Outsider got canceled. Yeah, it did. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, weird. Wow. I didn't enjoy it that much, but still, it was shocking. Uh, how many times did Ross get divorced on Friends? The two. Three. Dan gets of course it. he does. Of course he I know this show. one. Come on. <laughs> he remembers yes. the show. Right. Yeah. He got divorced from <laughs> his first wife, who turned out to be a lesbian. He got divorced yeah. from the British woman. Carol. And then he got divorced Emily. from uh, Rachel. He got divorced yes, from Rachel? Yes, that's right. Three. Yeah. Yes. They got married at the end of season four when they went to Vegas, and it was a huge shocker cliffhanger. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. And then... Uh, and then, because they got real drunk and then got, mar- got married, and that was because that was the second shock. Because the first shock was, oh no, wait, that's gonna. It, the first shock was um, uh, Chandler asking uh, Monica to move in with him because she thought that he was gonna propose. But the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting this wrong. I think that's next season. He, she, th- anyway. Like the point is that uh, they got married, and that was the cliffhanger. Point is, Dan's got yes. a point. I don't One think we're gonna get the five. Uh, so they were divorced when they had a baby. No, you will. You will. I think. Some of these Wait, questions Tori had a easier. question about friends, and I, I want to answer it. What, what? Yeah, they were divorced when they had a baby? They were divorced when they had a baby. Hmm. That was his third divorce. Wow. Um, that was a running joke. And my... my never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Friends is, a, is not um, a perfect show, but it, it's a representative of the 90s, and I watched all of it, okay? That's all I'm saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh... That's too hard, probably. <laughs> Who does Michael Scott hit with company property on company property in the office? Toby. Dwight? 
No. Meredith. Oh, oh yeah, well. that makes sense. Uh, Wait, is that when he drives the car into her? Yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't know the yes. car was company property. Yeah. But, okay. I remember that. Yeah. I do uh, remember that moment because the pratfall was very good. Here's one of those questions they they ask that's like, oh, they'll never get this because uh, nobody old reads this, but everybody knows this answer. Uh, which actor voiced both Darth Vader and the Lion's King? James Mufasa? Earl Jones. Yeah. Come on. I know. That's, I know. that's a very parade one question. One. Come on. Chandler Bing's middle name. Chandler. Chenandler. It's, like it's like West West. It's like a girl's name no, or no, something, no. right? Is that like yes. Lynn? I don't remember. I'm going to give Dan half a yes. point for that. It's Muriel. Oh. So we're going to have to one. Uh, what does the acronym SMH stand for? Head. Really? I didn't know that. That's very good, Dan. Two and a half Wait. to one. You I really didn't know that? I thought there was a TV quiz. It's, it's but it's funny. General it shaked, I, I, so millennial It shake my head, but I always thought it was so much hate. No, I'm pretty oh. sure it's shake. No, it is shake my head. My but head, like yeah. I, for years, I thought that stood for <laughs> so much hate. <laughs> I mean, it works basically it, every time. It does. It really so, does. Makes sense. Uh, I don't think I didn't know this, and I don't. I'll be really impressed by the one if you get this. Who sings the song Say So that's behind the popular TikTok dance? I don't TikTok. No. Zayn Malik. Good. No, no. It's Doja Cat. Oh. I, 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 I gave him a best shot. Also, it'd be, I would be really impressed if either of you got this one. Troy, Bolt, Troy Bolton's dad in High School Musical is the brother-in-law of which famous actress in real life? I don't understand what any of those... Troy Bolton's dad in High School Musical is the brother-in-law of a famous actress. It's Blake Lively. found that very fascinating. And uh, that was in the parade I'm quiz? Not... Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. on, like in re- the actor who plays him in real life? Or like in the show, it's just like, oh, he's the brother-in-law. So, like, so no, the actor is related to... Isn't she married to... Ryan well, Reynolds? her sister is Robin Reynolds. Lively. Yes. Oh so the so the wait so so, so the actor who who is the actor? I have no idea. Wait, wait so the that. actor who plays the that character's dad in High School Musical is married to Blake Lively's sister. Is that what you're saying? So the yes. guy is Bart Johnson. Uh, <laughs> uh, famous for his I role as Coach Jack Bolton because he's married to Robin Lively. Why didn't you just say? I don't know who Robin Lively is. You don't is. know who Robin Lively is. It's he related. I, why would I know Robin She's Lively? She's Teen Witch. She's an I, actress. She I is also an actress. She was on Doogie Howser, Twin Peaks, Savannah, and Saving Grace. I don't know who that She was is. in the Karate Kid Part 3, Dustin, so you'll know her soon enough. Yeah. Okay. What are the names of the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus? I can't help you here. Kathy Najimy, Sarah, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Bette Midler. That is not correct. We watched. We tried to watch this with the kids the other day, and we quit halfway through. They were bored. Okay, but I should get a half point if yeah, Dan got knowing, one for Chenandler. Yeah, knowing the okay. knowing the. Well, I, I didn't get one for Chenandler. I got one for knowing that it was a woman's name, but uh, female. All right, I'll yeah. give you half a point. Yeah. So what do we got? Two and a half to uh, one and a half. Sure. 
So now it's a one and a half. Uh, which Avenger, other than the Captain America, was able to pick up uh, Thor's hammer? Other than Captain America? Thor. Uh-huh. Yeah, technically it's Thor. No. What do you mean, No. Thor can pick up the That's not the question. There was another one besides Thor. Actual Avenger, or are we talking like Phil Coulson Avenger? (laughs) Actual Avenger. Uh, Ant-Man? Hulk? No, what did you say, Tori? He's got the powers of an ant, Dustin. I I must have missed this. I don't remember it. I think whatever you're going to tell us. Vision. Uh, That sounds like one of the movies I didn't watch. Oh. The only one I saw where we were I don't remember that. And he sucked. Oh, man, these are supposed to be like basic true. questions. I, apparently, apparently. I don't it know is. that Parade but is I'm, a preeminent uh, Marvel universe. I didn't know that parade, parade still existed. I'm pretty sure it's online. <laughs> Do either one of you know the first winner of The Mass Singer? No. no. Ken Jeong. No. <laughs> He's a yeah. good judge. So yeah, he, he won. won. Joel McHale. <laughs> I could have gotten this question. I would have gotten this. It's T-Pain. Uh, <laughs> Can you name the author of the Twilight books? Yeah, oh, uh, I could have. Shit. Stephanie Meyer. God damn it, Tori. Yes. All right, two and a half. I think we should stop we're it. Going. Never, we're never going to get to five. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford's replacement on the Today Show. So, uh, not so... Oh, who did, Savannah Guthrie. Come on. No, that she's the, she's the normal one. Who did they bring on, on with Hoda? I don't know. Oh wait, you said Kathy Jenna, Lee Gifford. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jenna Bush. Uh, for some reason, I thought you said Kathy Griffin, and I was like, That's I weird. also thought of that. I was like, she was replaced. <laughs> and I was like, also she was on today. All right, come on, we're one away because we're uh, only going to three and a half. All right. <laughs> who is the? Who, which pop star is the godmother of both of Elton John's Madonna. sons? Close. Vanessa sort of. Carlton. <laughs> no. Celine Dion. Lady Gaga. No. Really? Yeah, I don't know. She wears no. meat, so sure. Oh, that oh, was that too easy. Should I give the easy one? Oh, here's here's a really easy one. Kramer's uh, first Cosmo. Name. Correct. Oh, Dan won. Yes. Then one. And as my uh, as my victory rant, I will uh, speak upon the question of look. Here's why the High Met Your Mother finale <laughs> yes! is no. appropriate and good and justified. And look, everyone can feel you can feel your feelings and you can hate it, and that's fine. And you can feel like you wasted nine years of your life, and that's also fine. But here's the thing. Here's why you're wrong. Uh, we'll save that for. Uh, the episode about finales, which we will definitely do uh, sometime in the future, because I want Dustin to be able to 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 fight back and expose why he is so wrong. As um, sad as I am to miss this rant, I do want to say if uh, because we are now committed to doing an episode about finales. If anyone, <laughs> if any of our listeners, our many many listeners, would like uh, listeners. to pitch. I know. To pitch a finale, uh, please send them on Twitter to at Lovespackle. Oh, yes. Um, and he will, he will collate them all and then send them to us in an Excel document with his own commentary on how right or wrong you are, which we yep. will ignore because we ignore everything that Nobody Love cares Spackle's about his, right. his opinion. Um, 
But I think that would be a good. That will be a good episode uh, when we get to it. Um, well, let's record it first. Let's. Well, let's let's see. not get ahead. Of all, I'm, all I'm saying is that, is that I was getting a little emotional thinking about some of these episodes, some of these finales. So I'm thinking, it's like, like you know, know. With, with the right amount of uh, alcohol, you know, some 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 real feelings could be had. I cry a lot, actually. <laughs> I look forward to spending a day just watching the ends of TV shows and crying. Oh my god, no, I'm that's okay gonna, with that. That's going to be quite a day. We'll have to make sure. Well, look, we, we, no, no one's going anywhere, so we're all, we're all here in our homes. Don't be safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, that's the show. Happy Doctor um, Who's Day. It will happy, not. It will have passed. It, by the it time will have been. This. It has been Happy Doctor. Happy Who's day. day after JFK's death. Uh, well, yes. by then it'll anniversary. Be days after. Yeah, but all of these we have oh, okay. we have celebrated live while recording, but you're experiencing in the future. And hope that future is great. Happy birthday, Dan. Oh, God. <laughs> Happy right, birthday, Dan. You show. know. That's, that's it. Um, yeah. Good night. Happy good birthday, night. Dan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>